Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review, and better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals. These conversations create the foundation for my book on what it takes to do HR Like a Boss. Hey, this is John Bernadovich, and I continue my journey of writing HR Like a Boss, and I'm delighted to be joined by a friend and a colleague that we work together on client projects, Carly Meyer. Carly is the founder of RevTech. Hey, Carly, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for including me. I'm excited. Yeah, my pleasure. No, I am too. Yeah, you're, you're wicked smart, and you know what you're doing, and I've seen you in action in front of clients and making the impact that you are, so it was kind of a natural natural ask of me and a b- bigger thank you from me to you for, for being a part of it. So look forward to the discussion. Yeah. So tell hopefully us a little I bit about Rev- a di- Oh, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, hopefully I could bring a little bit of pers- different perspective to, to the, uh, the HR conversation. So. Yeah. So tell me about that. I know, I know you heavily focus in on the, the benefit side within HR technology. So maybe a little bit about your firm and then your, your background. Yeah, so interesting enough, I started RevTech Consulting. It's, uh, um, I had had many years of experience in HR technology and had the um, awesome experience of just taking some risk and trying something different and um, taking some of my capabilities to an employee benefits firm. And it's just one of those, one of those experiences in life where you take yourself out of one position and put yourself into another position and you learn a lot but it gave me a, a, the opportunity to see a different perspective and sit side by side for our, you know, our HR counterparts and see them working through and talking to technology providers and trying to find fits for their organization. And I always thought I was a good sales rep. I thought I always represented good um, technology and organizations, but it gave me the idea the perspective of them really letting their guard down and looking at me as like an independent advocate and saying, I have no idea what I'm doing, right? They always seemed like they knew what they were doing, but I would say since I was in a different role, it allowed them to really let their guard down and and expose that they really didn't know what they were doing for technology. And so me being so passionate about them wanting to have success and I felt like HR technology is part of the scorecard for a healthy organization and a healthy HR organization, I started RevTech in order to um, help our partners find success as it relates to HR technology. So that's kind of our motto. When people say, what do you do? I say, we try to help our partners find um, successes, you know, success with HR technology. And that's, you know, it's really become an extension of their their organization and their their team. So um, that's what we do. So the majority of so your your customer base that you work with are benefit brokerage firms that then you know you provide expertise to their client base as a value added in maybe some of their uh, you know traditional service offerings is that correct? Yeah, so RevTech is really um, we partner with a lot of benefit agencies as 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 their technology practice an extension of their agency, um, and primarily because that is one of the areas and roadblocks and challenges that you know our HR partners and um, administrators, that's where sometimes where it really hits hard. You know, where we're, you have carry requirements, you have an HCM environment, you have benefit, you know, management calculations, billing, and payroll is a big line item, but benefits is huge. And there's a lot around benefits and engagement and that is really um, 
helps drive the overall health and engagement of the employee. So it's kind of that crossroads where things get really ugly. And so our, our benefit partners kind of get drug into that. And again, they're not the expertise. Um, and so they said, well, we'll, we'll, we'll bring somebody on that has experience as, uh, at specifically in technology. But yeah, we, we're very heavy on the benefit side, but we do focus on the whole HCM um, environment and ecosystem. Yeah, cool. So I think you'll bring a, a, a very unique perspective as I kind of continue on trying to figure out uh, the, the, the tying together the pieces as it relates to writing the book on HR Like a Boss, which is really the premise of it is around you know, do, doing business first in an amazingly uh, wonderful and thought-provoking creative way. And you just so happen to, to, to practice in the lane of human resources, which, mm -hmm. which there's, there's a lot there. So I know you'll bring a unique perspective around the tech piece. So tell me a little bit about how you view the purpose of human resources, having, you know, owning your own business and having a little slice of that yourself, as well as, yeah. in, you know, more importantly, maybe um, what, what you see clients like trying to do from an HR standpoint. Yeah, well, as far as my own people management, I think there's some work to be done there. <laughs> I mean, as a growing organization, that's always a challenge. And, and you never feel the pain more than you feel when you have your own organization, right? You feel the pain of the payroll person, you feel the pain of HR, you feel the pain of the accounting. Um, um, the internal systems, operations, right? You get a little feel of everything. Um, but, you know, I think HR, I've been in the industry for over 20 years, and it really started out as more of this transactional role. And then it moved into compliance. And through my career, we've seen it move into really having a seat at the table from a C-level perspective and from an organizational perspective. And so I would say that anybody that works in HR has definitely had their challenges um, in, in the dynamic changes that have impacted them um, over the years. I mean, the regulatory environment has not made it easy. Um, and there are more and more transactions, more and more laws and rules. Um, and, it, and, and I think that HR team members, they, they want to help their organization, um, but they also really wanna help their people individually and as a whole. And, and, and make it a cohesive environment that everybody's benefiting from. So it's a, it's a really interesting role because you know, there, there are some organizations that are not people focused. And I think that's a hard role for HR people. So you had the dynamic of the complexity of their role as well as their role fitting in at the organization. But I really look at the HR team as, as that glue that helps hold the organization together, especially organizations that are really reliant on their people and the delivery of, of their products and services to their marketplace through their people. So some more dependent on the people, some less dependent on the people, but um, we, still, we, still need, we still need people. And it, and, it, and it comes down to you know, the human factor. I think our HR, we have to really look to our HR people to be that guide and that tour and helping the organization, or, or that, I guess I would say that guide and the expertise um, in helping guide, guide the organization with the, with the people factor. So, um, and I think that they don't want to be bogged down in the tactical. I think they do want to be strategic and they do want to help their people, but the nature of their role has just, there's a lot to it. So I actually feel very bad for some of them. I'm like, I have a lot of empathy, I guess I would say for the challenges that our HR partners have to have to manage. So. So how, how would you how would you see or how do some of your clients measure the success between obviously you're you're, you're touching benefits and HR HR professionals and you know sometimes HR technology 
in that. So I'm just curious as to how, how are you seeing them measure the success of, of that all working well? So, I mean, our goal, I mean, I, one of the things I love about us focusing on HR technology and how they measure it is that the more, the more that we can, we can help them automate and streamline their, the, the tactical areas of their job and help them manage compliance, the more time that they can focus on being strategic and being employee facing. And we are really focused on technology being a fit, not just for the functional things, but as an extension of that HR team, right? And a reflection of the HR team. And um, sometimes it's scary for them. I mean, we find our HR teams are not always, don't have a high level of technical aptitude. And we feel like that's an area that's growing and an area of opportunity for them. Um, so we love the fact that we can measure our success and engagement with our HR team as far as how happy they are with the technology, how much it allows them to do the things that they really want to spend their time doing and, and on, you know, less on things that they don't want to be doing, right? Like nobody really wants to be managing data and, you know, manually doing EO reports and things like that. I and mean, they'd rather be spending their time working on diversity and gender diversity and strategies around that other than churning out an EO report. Right. Yeah. As no. an example. Giving them more time to focus on the strategic high level items that will, again, hopefully profoundly impact the business in a positive way because they're so, they're so interconnected with, you know, that, that people component of it. I'm just curious, is there, there, is there a client example or a personal experience you have where you felt like you figured all that out, you got all the automation going, you got the regulatory stuff, kind of reporting done that, that you can speak to, um, the, the success that was and may, maybe, maybe what the outcome or result was for the company? Yeah, um, it, ironically, a lot of people think our services are really leveraged for large businesses, but one of the biggest successes we had was with a law firm that was about 150, 160 employees that were really struggling along with disparate systems. And they were, you know, the information, you know, the, they had different systems. And I think when we engaged with them, they were really looking at, okay, how do we bring this all in one? They were really thinking technology and saving time and and um, and and really automation and things like that and they weren't really thinking about their culture even though their culture was highly important to them um, we were able to go through a process where we um, brought in a new HCM provider um, we actually had a separate benefits system but we brought the single sign-on because we kept thinking about their culture, their culture and the employee experience. I mean, they're a law firm, so they're dealing with very sophisticated employees and, and they do have some that are not, not, not so sophisticated, but first pretty much well-educated, high demanding. Uh, they don't wanna be in a system a lot. So when they're in it, they want it to be easy, right? So I mean, think about your average attorney. You know, he's like, I don't, I don't wanna have to log in and, and put my information in there, but when I wanna do it, I want it to be easy, right? And because I'm not gonna interact with it a lot. So we, we kept that in mind, and it's interesting because in technology, you hear the technologies providers talk about, you know, having a product that's 24/7, 365 days of the year accessible. But in a culture like that, there are a lot of employees that actually don't want to ever access the system unless they actually need it. And so we talked about those strategies, and we were not only able to replace the current environment for the same cost the ROI was like over 300% that we calculated on the time that we saved them. 
Um, they actually got rid of a, ha of a, of a uh, PTE. So they, they had a person that working about 20, 25 hours on some of the manual, manual, manual parts of the HR system. But we got a lot of feedback from the partners and, um, and even some of the staff level membership about how much they liked the product, how easy it was to use. It was mobile accessible. And I feel like the HR team said it really reflected us at the end of the day. And we, while we were working on all the mechanical pieces to make that happen, the overall user experience and the ROI is really what we were looking for and driving. And our HR team was really, really proud of the result. And I think that's one of the things that really kind of like melted my heart when I heard them say, you know, we are really proud of not only the system, but the result and how it's working for us. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Congrats. You know, small, small win. Well, big win in a small company. Uh, those, those, those are tremendously impactful. Right. And uh, yeah. that's really cool. So yeah. you've, you've worked with a number of, of HR and benefit professionals. Is there anything in particular for you, one or two characteristics that makes them a standout that you're like, they get it. They're awesome. You know, that, that again, my definition of HR, like a boss is, you know, business oriented professionals that are leaders, no matter what the position is, they just so happen to practice in HR. What, 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 what to you stands out about one that's re really good? Um, one that you know that I think it has a lot of success. I'm sorry, John. I, I might I might not have understood your question all the way. That's no, okay. Like what, the characteristics of an HR pro that you oh. think stand out. Like they're they're like they 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 get it. They're good. Um, and, and it's because of fill in the blank and in Car Carly's pr perspective or opinion. Um, I think it's the ability to learn and adapt because. Like I, I go back to the conversation about what the HR professional looked like 20 years ago and what they look like today and the way that they've had to change and, and re read and react to the environment. I and mean, if you think about just the COVID environment, right, and what was thrown at those team members, I say being able to learn, um, um, it, being adaptable, I mean, call it um, resourcefulness, whatever the case may be. And, and I think it's kind of knowing where your limits are. Again, the HR role has become so dynamic and we come at it from a technology perspective. So we see a lot of great professional HR team members that are super strategic and are, I would never go toe to toe with them on HR compliance. Come, you know, I'd never challenge them on those things or even some of our benefit administration compensation counterparts. You know, if you get into large organizations, I'd never challenge them on benefits or how to manage compensation. But when it comes to technology, some of the things the best that, that I've seen is when they say, you know, we just don't know. We know what we want and we need your help to help adapt what we know and what's out there as a fit for our organization. So sometimes just knowing that you don't know and being resourceful, but I would say learning and adapting is probably, yeah, <laughs> probably up huge. there. Yeah, those are really huge. Yeah. And I think maybe as we kind of go on the flip side of that, one of the, and I'll, I'll tell you this story, like how, how the book idea came out of was I created a presentation called HR Like a Boss. And I did it at this large regional conference a couple of years ago. And I ran the risk because it was like kind of warning, I may be insulting you uh, throughout this presentation. So don't kick me out. So I was afraid a bunch of people were going to leave. And as it turned out, we, we had quite a bit of a showing and uh, the organizer said, you were the only, you were the only one that no one left early. Um, which I thought, well, that's pretty cool. But in the middle of it, I put this slide up that says, I hate HR, right? And then this picture, um, uh, what looked like an employee with steam coming out of her ears in that regard. 
And we talked about, I asked the question, so hey, crowd of you know, 100 HR professionals, why do people hate you, right? Why was this so easy to find on the internet? And I, I, was, I was sheepish when I asked it the first time because I thought, oh my gosh, they're gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> give one hand. I literally had half the room raise their hand, right? And they started talking about all these reasons why people don't like HR. And it, was, it felt very personal in many cases to them. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know if you've had any ex- personal experience yourself or if there's things you've seen, maybe that, that, uh, that chasm that may exist between an HR department and other departments or the leadership group. Uh, is there anything in particular that stands out to you as to why you think you know, a company or people at a company wouldn't like human resources? Yeah, I think of sometimes the HR role is sometimes like being a mom. I don't mean to like diminish that, but like I love my kids more than anything, but then sometimes I got to be the bad guy, right? So um, they're kind of stuck in a rock in a hard place. You're dealing with leadership and you're dealing with people that need you. And um, you also have to balance that with the, the needs of others, right? So you look at that as a mom, like, one of my kids might need something, but my other kid might need something more. And, you know, there's an effort and there's a balance of keeping the family together and, and keeping us healthy, but one person's needs isn't greater than the whole, right? So I think the HR people, I kind of equate it sometimes to, to being a mom. It's like, sometimes you gotta be the tough guy, but then sometimes you're the shoulder to cry on. But then you also like, when I think about like, even the dynamic between my husband and me and the kids, it's like, you know, he's another, he's my peer leader, right? And so sometimes it's this hard conversation of like, what's best for us, right? And I have a different perspective and I have a seat at the table. So, um, you know, I mean, I think that's, that's the challenge that the VP of, you know, HR has at their organization, whoever, whoever leads that. And I've seen employees get frustrated. I mean, a lot of my experiences is through the, the leadership and not liking the technology and, um, you know, so our goal is to help that make that a non-issue for our HR counterparts. So sure. it's funny because our a lot of our our a lot of our conversations with our HR team, things that they don't like is I can't get access to this, or the system doesn't do this, or the system doesn't do that. So it's interesting that technology tends, seems to be the bad guy a lot in our conversations. So yeah, and I'm I'm wondering, just curious on that, like as it relates to the HR practitioner, the, the technology has just you know, over time found its way into everyone's life. And I think in HR, that, that's, that's very much the case. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious as to why, why do you think sometimes HR professionals struggle with some of the technology platforms that you have? Why are they so dissatisfied or, or needing to make a change on the tech, on the tech that they're using? Is, is, can, can that be blamed a lot on the provider or can it also be like just adoption by, by the, the team members or lack of training or, or what the, whatever you might think? Um, I think um, the challenge with technology is primarily because, uh, because again, the HR roles change so much is that technology has changed so much, but in a si- more silent uh, and more, I guess, a more um, silent and less visible way, right? So technology just has this inherent ability to kind of creep up on us, right? Everybody has experienced the, 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 the oh, my phone can do this? You know, we still call it a phone. It's not a phone. It's a device. It's like a mini computer, right? But we still call it a phone. Um, and, you know, so technology has this way of like creeping up on people. And the HR members are no different. The, the market is demanding more. HR uh, team members are demanding more. They're also demanding more from the product being more of an extension and being a better fit into their organization. So they need the system to do more. 
I feel like, you know, some areas of HCM do a better job of responding to the market um, than others do. And then, it, the, you know, technology in HCM is, spends a lot of time responding more towards the regulatory environment instead of like the culture and engagement and it's splintering as well too. So it's making it more difficult for the HR um, professional to keep up with. And what I mean by splintering is we're, we're finding things that are more bolt-on that are better fits for clients instead of the, all this all-in-one. And I think they want the all-in-one because it makes it sound easy. And, and the reality is, is that that's not really true, you know? So, um, I mean, I, I'd like the all-in-one, you know? I'd like to buy, you know, the house with the car and not have to do all the independent. I mean, there's a lot of things I'd like to take care of all-in-one, but, you know, the reality is it's not, doesn't mean it's all going to be a good fit, but I just think technology creeps up Cloud-based was all it was great, but people are not training and keeping up with the requirements and roll, roll, rollouts. But I can't say the same that I don't get caught in that. Um, I I still have my home button. Look, I still have my home button on my phone. I don't want to give up my my home button. So, <laughs> um, but um, and I even had the Verizon guy challenge me in the store about how I'm going to have to eventually give that up. And I was like, listen, I work in technology. I have that conversation with clients all day long. <laughs> so, but um, this my is one I'm not. Tried to keep, my wife tried to keep her home button and the, the <laughs> rising guy wouldn't do it. So she switched to the new phone and she's like, it's fine. It's fine. I want yeah. my home button, but it's fine. It's amazing the things we get attached to. Um, but, you know, technology just has this, in a, this ability to creep up on all of us. And I think that the HR, um, um, our HR partners are so stretched thin on some of the things that they have to do. It's an easy area for um, them to get complacent on because it is kind of like that silent, hey, here, here, you, you got to do this or here's processes or, and I think one of the things that we've seen that's been really successful in our HR um, in with the, some of the partners that we have is having somebody that focuses on HR operations. You know, we haven't seen a lot of those roles except for in large market um, organizations. And now we're starting to see HR operations and part of HR operations roles and responsibilities is to make sure they're always optimizing and you know, all the mechanics are working properly and technology falls right underneath that. So we're starting to see those roles creep up even in the mid market. And we think that that's gonna be really helpful for a lot of our um, partnered organizations. So. Yeah, cool. So, Carly, if you could go back uh, just a few years when you started your career and uh, kind of knowing what you know now, give, your, give yourself some advice that uh, would allow you to better serve the, the clients that you're serving today, um, what, what would that be? Um, I would have probably started consulting sooner. I probably would have started help, helping sooner. I feel um, it's, it's very rewarding to help people. Um, I may, I, you maybe even say the same thing because I think you do a lot of education and I think educating and seeing people succeed is something that really drives us here at RevTech and I wish I would have started doing it sooner. I wish I would have started doing it sooner in my career. Um, I also wish that I would have listened and learned a lot more um, from some of our HR counterparts because I came from kind of like a payroll into HR background and you know it, at that time payroll kind of was the the leader in the decisions and finance and then um so i i kind of adopted that a little bit late so i wish i would have adopted that a little bit earlier and i wish i would have started consulting on technology earlier so hmm. yeah interesting yeah no I, I think about that quite a bit but i think sometimes you you have to you know, your journey took you during the down the path that it was meant to be 
and maybe I just wasn't quite ready. I, I know for me, I had to start one business with a partner before I could start this business on my own because I did to figure out like, can I do this first? And I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that I did it, but I, I'm with you. I wish I, wish I would have done it sooner. Uh, my, my brother, my closest brother owns a business and he's like demanding all of his kids to just start a company right off, <laughs> right out of college. I'm like, I don't think it's going to work that way. Right. And it, it, yeah, it's not yeah. Really, that's not, I work, I, way. yeah, I work for some really great organizations, you know, Ceridian and ADP, Paycor, um, learned a lot at those organizations. You know, I, I can never look back and say, you know, ADP and Ceridian gave me a great experience and it took a chance on me because I was already out of college. Right. So Ceridian took a great you know, great risk in hiring, you know, a kid right out of college, which wasn't their, which wasn't their thing back then. So, um, and learned a lot from sales and grew up at Paycor, which was a startup who's now a big contender in the HCM mid-market space. And, and so seeing that organization grow, learned a lot uh, in that. And then even moving to Alltrust, which was a, even though it's a small boutique employee benefits firm really gave you perspective, you know, like you said, gave me the perspective. I don't think I would have ever gotten the vulnerable side of clients without that role and really seeing how much they were really struggling and how much I could really help them. So, um, you know, I think that that was, that was an eye opening experience. So I owe a lot to them for allowing me to, to be there and come to that realization. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Well, I, I have my definition. Obviously, it's always up for in, uh, interpretation. I'll get you out of here on this, Carly. W what would be your definition of a person that does HR like a boss? Um, people that are HR like a boss, um, I would say have a lot of friends in HR. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I have a lot of friends. Um, I, collaboration with people and areas of expertise, I think that's the way that you you HR like a boss. Um, I think that's a strong leadership skill, but I also think having friends makes it fun um, and allows you to have a lot of support, even a soft shoulder to lay on if you want to cry and uh, expertise that you just can't, you can't compensate. Everybody can't know everything. So having good friends um, in HR is my definition of HR like a boss. What's your definition? Yeah, so I, I define it as first off somebody that's awesome, right? They're 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 really good at what they do, and they they just so happen to be a business person for they happen to be a business person first. It just so happens to practice HR, so they 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 get like what's most important within a business first, how how and, and they have a, a really great uh, kind of feel for where the people are and how that aligns. And then I have as I've gone through this journey of writing the book. I, I, you've hear, heard this political term of I'm going to reach across the aisle to make you know, this legislation or this what's good for the country. Um, and, and all too often, it, it feels like lip service. I feel like HR is in the aisle, right? They're in the <laughs> aisle. And on one end is the company and the other end is the employees, right? And they're right. the ones that are shepherding all this stuff that moves between kind of what's best for the company and then mm -hmm. what's best for the employee and H HR is like they're they're the ones that are that are that are walking people between that and doing it in a way it, it's 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 a balancing act no doubt no doubt about it yeah and, uh, we have a we have an analogy of like this elephant that's standing on top of this balloon trying to like uh, like the balancing act of doing HR and it's it's not easy it's not easy and that's why that's why um, it's a it's a tough discipline for some folks and I think the fact of trying to immerse yourself into the business concepts and what your company does 
Um, that's a lot in addition to like being really good and competent in your field of human resources. So right. that's where time and experiences and knowledge end up providing, you know, more of a chance, at least in my opinion, to, to do that that way. That way. But uh, what do I know? I guess I guess I'm just all I know is I'm, I'm writing a book about it. And maybe one or two people read it. So. Well, funny story. So last anecdotal story for you. My daughter is in college and she went to get a psychology degree and or that's what she started out with. And I sat down, we were sitting down, you know, as she goes in and I'm just kind of like the observing parent, you know, she wanted me there and she asked the, the, um, the guidance counselor for college, you know, what, so I, I want to go into child psychology and get my master's degree and that but if I decide not to do that what else can I do with a psychology degree and I interesting enough HR professional was on that list oh, and wow. I couldn't help but laugh cool. laugh out loud like I was like if that ain't the truth if any of them work in the psychology background they probably feel like a psychologist and they probably will need a little of their own advice to stay sane on a day-to-day -day basis themselves as well so yeah no, um, no, no doubt yeah that, that's yeah. that point right that psychologist in between right trying to navigate and, and mm -hmm. uh conflict manager and all that so there's a lot to it so that's that's why it's not easy right it's not easy to be so good at so many different things and it takes time to, to acquire that talent so yeah well, yeah cool, that's why we love what we do. A lot of our HR team members, it's hard to say, say get better at technology when you got so many other things to get better. And that's one of the reasons why we love helping them. So, yes. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. It was great to connect with you. Uh, and I, I really appreciate your insights that you shared. Obviously, your, your slant on this around the tech part of it was, was important uh, and a unique perspective. I know you and I work in that space quite a bit. And uh, when somebody does that well, um, it, it makes the automation streamline the business uh, and, and the employee function work better. When they don't, we feel the pain of that. So right. thank you so much for your time. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. You got it. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review. And better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.